Sometimes I say to myself, who's going to help me? I have a disease. And then I say, wait a minute, that's just a stupid human being in me talking. And I'm not a human being. I mean, I am a human being, but I'm not only a human being. I'm also crystal clear. Nice to meet you. Or welcome back to more Morgulons. I am also a thought in the God brain. Marinate on that for a while. Percolate it. Dip it like a tea bag into the waters of your brain. If you must. I'm not crazy. I'm just weird. And I'm a bit of a wordsmith. And I am. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We have a wonderful episode today. Uh, and victory is ours. I had another vision, y'all. My last vision was of my own death, which will happen in the next 10 years. But when I looked in my crystal ball this most recent time, it was the future. We knew what Morgulons was. It was legitimate. We were recognized. We were not ostracized or marginalized or decredentialed. We were just morgies hanging out on the block. Yep, that's right. Doing a little group therapy up in this bird's nest. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Crystal Clear, um, Austin, Texas, Morgue Girl here. Um, wanted to give an update. I'm actually, you know, here in Texas and the snow kind of slowed me down a little bit and been a little busy, but wanted to update you guys and you and listeners that I got my Lyme test back and don't have Lyme. Um, I did get the PCR, um, more advanced testing and I did have like some intermediate basically results on band 41 whatever that means but doctor said that it's not enough to really look into and wasn't conclusive so no lime here but have more gallons and that kind of goes along with what you're saying as well If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Looks like they're crooks. Who knows? This is not exactly a sampleable size of two, N of two. However, anecdotally, very interesting, isn't it? I'm telling you, people that exploit other people's desperation and misery are miserable.
people. Uh, glad to hear you don't have Lyme's disease. That's great. That's great. Uh, we'll definitely be looking up band 41. What was it called? Band 41? Band 42. I don't know. I have brain frogs. Uh, band 42 sounds like a band of like Jack Nicholson, like a super group of like Bruce Willis, Jack Nicholson, and Keanu Reeves. Oh, God. That's scary. That's dark. Okay, keep going. Hey, Crystal Clear, Austin, Texas here. Um, wanted to get your thoughts and see if you've even researched or thought about lupus. I, I just kind of started thinking about it. I was talking to my cousin who's a teacher out in Dallas, Texas, and just this past two weeks, she said that two of her students, they're, I think they're middle school, they got diagnosed with lupus, and I do know when researching my, like, lesions or eruptions that lupus also has these types of eruptions, so I'm just starting to research it, but wanted to kind of get your thoughts on it, see if you have researched it and what you think about it. Who knows? O-M-G! Lupus. Have I thought about it? Have I considered it? Ho-ho! You just opened a can of worms. Worm galons. Um, yeah, I actually have. Funny you should mention that. Um, in 2015, I think, uh, I started having uh, weird symptoms, and the first one of them was Raynaud's, which I've spoken about before, um, which is a, a disorder of uh, vasospasms that can affect mostly the fingers and the hands, but also the toes and the nose. It's a flash freeze. Ischemia. That is not a discotheque in Istanbul. That's what you call when there's a blockage of blood flow and ischemia causes whiteness or pallor. And then your fingers turn turn blue, blue. which is called cyanosis. And that's, you know, why when people are, you know, if they're drowning or something and you pull them out of the water, they could be blue because they haven't been getting enough oxygen to their skin. Uh, It's not perfusing their organs either, but, um, and then it turns red after the blue because um, the rush of blood uh, causes uh, redness to occur. So um, anyway, that's a classic uh, sign of autoimmune disease in general, but also lupus. So I started thinking about that, and then I had a bizarre rash, just sudden onset. It was my eyebrows, okay? Both of my eyebrows, just that area swelled up. It was red and hot to the touch and itchy. Um, and you know, I hadn't like waxed my eyebrows or done anything or used new makeup. It just all of a sudden, and it was bizarre. Um, and then I started, you know, not long after that, I would get these rashes down my sides, you know, just down the side of my body from my trunk to down, you know, my hip. And, um, and I was just having a lot of symptoms and not feeling well. And I thought, what is this? So I went to the doctor and they did some blood work and it came back with a positive ANA. ANA stands for anti-nuclear antibody, which is associated with, again, autoimmune diseases and 
uh, lupus. And on top of that, um, I have some family members on my mother's side who have autoimmune disorders, including lupus, as well as my cousin who has multiple sclerosis. And on my father's side, my grandmother and my father uh, have rheumatoid arthritis, uh, not diagnosed as such, but I mean, my father had to have both of the tendons, uh, joints, and his thumbs replaced uh, by the time he was 50 um, because they were completely gone. They were just eroded. Uh, Swan neck deformities of the fingers and what swan neck deformities are. Have y'all ever seen an old person and on their last knuckle, their their finger just takes a right turn or something? You know, that's a swan neck deformity and it's almost a pathogenomic sign of uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, which is also an autoimmune uh, disease. Pathogenomic means that this particular clinical symptom is diagnostic pretty much for a certain kind of disease. So like larva currens rash, uh, is pathogenomic for strongyloides. Um, really, really interesting because I had a bunch of blood work done. I went into this spiral uh, with the rheumatology departments across Emory, uh, you know, the Emory Hospital related to the, the Ivy League of the South Emory uh, University, as well as our other two major hospital systems here. And that was honestly... Um, my first taste of what it feels like to have Morgulons because it was like there was definitely objective signs of an autoimmune disorder, like I've mentioned, you know, Raynaud's elevated ANA over a, you know, a serial positive results over time. Um, and, but, you know, if, if any of you have ever had any experience with uh, rheumatology or autoimmune symptoms, then you will know that these are classic uh, stumpers for doctors. They're really hard to diagnose. It's pretty much a clinical diagnosis, meaning that it's not a diagnosis where you can just do like a blood test and it's always, you know, like, oh, you got lupus. Like sometimes it's like that, but many times it's not at all. It's just unclear. I think after almost a year of exploration, frustration, and feeling like I, my credibility was being undermined and I was being unfairly labeled as a hypochondriac or something. And the really funny thing is, is that after it was all over and I stopped experiencing the cutaneous symptoms, I was working through it with a therapist of mine and I decided that the whole experience had been psychogenic. Like I had caused it to happen via my thoughts, which is really interesting to me now. I'm having to rethink that ending to a story I thought was over. And that just goes to show how much you can undermine your own experience in reality when you overvalue other people's opinions and judgments. And I think that's why I haven't done the searching and money spending that a lot of people with Morgulons do. Um, and, and I totally get why they do it. I can, like, you know, our friend Tina was saying, you know, I spent 20 grand, like, trying to get help. And, um, and the reason why... I haven't done that and I haven't gotten any expensive Lyme tests or whatever is that <clears throat> I think I've already kind of had an experience that clued me in that that for me personally I feel that there's 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 nobody out there that can help me how can anyone help me when no one could possibly say what this is there, there's no basis for claiming to know, and therefore there's no basis for claiming to have the ability to help. That's why I'm not going to waste my time or money trying to get someone to believe or help me. Now, I'm not saying I won't seek, um, 
medical, you know, like healthcare services because I will, first of all, just because I said I will, <laughs> but, um, and I'm just, you know, I'm a nut like that, but like, but also just because, you know, regardless if they can figure out Morgan's disease, and I know they can't, um, they can at least tell me like, hey, we did a, you know, generalized physical workup and you're in perfectly fine health or, you know, we did a generalized uh, physical workup and uh, in spite of you being a size two, you absolutely have type two diabetes because all you eat is candy. Um, oh God, you guys, I'm really trying. I'm really trying. I'm trying to eat apples. I hear they keep doctors away. Um, that's okay. Uh, but I am a sugar addict, y'all. More and more and more. Year after year, I just love candy. I love my candy, y'all. Uh, but you know, I'm trying to do better self-care and, um, cause if for no other reason, uh, you know, obviously that I'm worth it, but also, you know, I just, I think you guys know, hopefully by now, how seriously I take my profession and in my professional code of ethics, it explicitly states that, uh, you're not operating, uh, ethically as a nurse. If you are not caring for yourself, how could you possibly care for other people if you're not caring for yourself? Listen, guys. When you're on the plane and it starts going down and the guy, the captain goes on the intercom and he goes, and we're all about to die. We have lost both engines. Put your oxygen masks on and pucker up your butt. Flip down and you've got your young child there beside you. Who do you put the oxygen mask on first? You or the child? If you said the child, eh, you're wrong. Listen, you got you got to yourself have oxygen to take care of that child because when you're losing consciousness, you can't help a little child put a mask so on you. You can't help anyone unless you have given yourself that help first, the ability to bestow what you already possess on others. So uh, just keep that little image in your mind. If you want to have bad dreams about plane crashes. Yeah, yeah, the, the lupus, lupus thing. thing. Uh, the other thing why I say it's really funny you mentioned that is because I actually recently have been thinking quite a bit about uh, that time in my life as well as just lupus. You know, it's very, very interesting. Lupus from the, uh, I think it's Latin, for wolf, it was called that, I think in the 13th century by Rogerius, um, who called it that because he thought that the lupus rash looked like a wolf bite. Yeah, here we go back to those dogs again. <laughs> but um, anyway, what's really interesting about lupus and what many people don't know about lupus is that uh, it's been found in study after study that there seems to be a geographic distribution of lupus, as in it, it, it can occur and has occurred in geographic clusters, almost like an endemic type of uh, illness. And, and they think that that is due to some sort of environmental factor, a trigger that starts this process that you know unravels with the autoimmunity your body those ana cells uh, anti-nuclear antibodies that i you know had positive uh, lab results for over and over again and probably still do um <laughs> those those things go around your body and they're like attacking all your tissues because they don't recognize them so yeah they're, they're the thought about why possibly lupus 
and, and it often seems to have an endemic distribution, uh, is, is the theory, and it's pretty, uh, it's not fleshed out theory. There's so little that is known about lupus, really. It's kind of incredible because, you know, I, I mentioned Rogerius, who named lupus lupus after, because he thought it looked like wolf bites. Um, that was like the 13th century, y'all. So like 800 years ago, this guy was like, hey, what's this fucking weird ass disease that makes rashes and stuff? Um, yeah, 800 years. We still basically know as much as Rogerius, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but it's, uh, it's interesting. When I go online and I look at uh, discoid lupus um, and I, I Google image the... Y'all, I have to say, of all of the things I have researched, and believe me, I am the investigator. I dig and dig and dig. Um, these lesions look like my lesions, y'all. Um, the only thing that's missing from these lesions are the morgulons. Uh, you don't ever read about people with lupus saying, I got glitter coming out of my skin. I got worms. I got blue and black and red strings and fibers and stones. And, you know, you just don't hear about that. That's how we know it's not lupus. It's morgulons. But is it possible that there is a variant of lupus and uh, that variant has yet to be discovered, but it is actually morgulons. And in fact, uh, the etiology, the uh, pathogen that triggers uh, or pathogens that trigger lupus determine what kind of a variant manifest in an individual person. Like for instance, they think they've done some studies that say that the Epstein-Barr virus uh, is a trigger to developing lupus. Um, some drugs and medications can trigger lupus. In fact, one of those drugs is called carbamazepine, and it is a anticonvulsant, but often used in psychiatry off-label uh, for, quote, mood uh, stabilization or something. Uh, you ask me personally, because I've taken it. It doesn't fucking work. Uh, and it triggered, I think, uh, a little bit of a lupus kind of a reaction in me as well. And um, yeah, it's just really interesting because, um, again, so if you know, the regular old lupus as we know it to be the non-morgulon lupus, if that's maybe triggered by, let's just say, Epstein-Barr virus, which by the way, I believe is a herpes virus. Um, again, back to the herpes, the HPV, you know, I, I also lupus is often diagnosed because you will have a false positive test for syphilis. So we're back to the spirochetes. I will say recently, uh, you know, my hands, it's all, all of this started in my hands, right? The first morgulons that ever came out of my skin came out of my hands. And my hands are still, um, other than now my face, are still a central like site for, for my symptoms to come up. And recently, they've gotten much, much worse. And I have a palmar rash, meaning on my palm, I have a red spotted rash. Well, I only know really of one illness that causes that, and it's syphilis, you guys. Um, Pretty sure I don't have syphilis. I uh, had an STD panel done not too long ago, and it was all negative. I've never had, uh, you know, a syphilis or chlamydia or gonorrhea or anything like that. But um, I, do, I have tested uh, positive for herpes virus, but I've never never had an outbreak. Um, in fact, I've never even had a cold sore, which is kind of weird. Because yeah, it's 
this is a complex and really fascinating uh, disease that we've got here, folks. And um, I'm really enjoying uh, the exploration of, 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 of ideas and hearing about other people's experiences and ideas. I am so grateful to you, Austin Morgie, for sharing this idea about lupus. It's so funny you do because just very recently I've been thinking about it again myself. Hmm. Food for thought. Hmm. Food for thought.